0: There's nothing more annoying in the dating process than not knowing where you stand with someone. You're stuck there wondering where this is going and if the other person is even thinking about it. If you ever wanted to ask someone, what are we? This episode is for you. I'm going to share exactly what to do and not do when you're ready to define the relationship. Spoiler alert, asking someone, what are we? Is not the way to go. Welcome to another episode of Dating Intentionally. I'm Talia. I'm a dating coach, and on Dating Intentionally, I share no-nonsense advice for navigating modern dating with confidence and ease, whether you've been on dozens of dates or you're just getting started. I believe dating can be fun, especially when you get to the point when you're ready to define the relationship and officially become a couple. Real quick, I want to let you know that I created some freebies to help you date more intentionally. The first one is a set of nine reflection questions to ask yourself after dates so you can focus on what matters and be the chooser. The second one is a template to start tracking your dates so you can more easily pick out patterns in your dating journey. Tracking my dates was essential for me to figure out what I was doing wrong and what I was doing right. You can grab these two freebies online by heading to intentionally.dating/slash gift. That's intentionally.dating/slash gift. Yes, I have a website now, so you can go check it out and download my nine post date questions and free date tracking template. Let's get into it. Okay, this is a question that comes up more than any other question I get. Let's say you've been dating someone for a month or two, maybe more, and you're getting to that point where you're asking yourself, What are we? Are we in a relationship? Are we boyfriend, girlfriend? What is this? This can be a really tricky moment in early stage dating. Sometimes it happens seamlessly, but a lot of times it's pretty clunky. And that is why I'm here to help you finesse these clunky parts. So what is defining the relationship? This is the moment where you explicitly say, we are a couple. We are in a relationship. We are doing the monogamy thing or whatever it is that you're aiming for. But the key here is that it's a conversation between you and the person you're dating so that you're on the same page about your relationship, where you're currently at, and where it's heading. The actual definition, like what you're calling your relationship, can be various things. You can say, okay, we're a couple now. You can say, okay, I'm calling you my boyfriend now, and I'm your girlfriend or partner now, or whatever. You're literally just stating what the relationship is and I typically am going talking about monogamous relationships here, but this moment applies to non-monogamous relationships as well. So what is the difference between exclusive and defining a relationship? This comes up a lot too. And let me clear it up. Some people have said to me that exclusivity and defining a relationship are the same thing, but I disagree. Exclusivity is a stage in early dating when you're not seeing anyone else, but it feels too soon to start using labels like girlfriend, boyfriend, or partner. Even if you don't date multiple people, this is definitely something that's good to briefly discuss with someone you're dating if you want to keep seeing them and focusing on that relationship because it's basically communicating to them that you're not available to other people and you're interested in pursuing that connection. And if you're dating multiple people, it's good to check in and let them know you're not seeing anyone else if that's the case. And then they can share where they're at too. I think exclusivity is a natural step towards defining the relationship. Yes, you can skip over this conversation completely and just go to defining it. But if you're pursuing a monogamous relationship, then exclusivity has to happen at one point or another. As someone who dated multiple people throughout my journey, I definitely had to take this step and have this exclusivity moment when I wanted to pursue one connection. However, the guys that I did end up seeing exclusively weren't dating multiple people, so It was less of a conversation and more just me deciding to stop seeing other people and to focus on them. I hope that clears it up. Before you have this conversation, I think it's really important to ask yourself, what does define the relationship mean to me? Does it mean that you'll start using labels? Do you discuss what's expected at this next step? Do you start talking about the short-term future like a few months out? Does this mean you'll introduce them to your family? You don't have to make this moment so intense. But I think having a sense of your own expectations and desires before having this conversation will help you communicate what you want and need more clearly when the time comes. To me, defining the relationship meant that we are now committing to investing in our relationship. We'd start calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend, and we'd become more integrated into each other's lives. And it meant that we're not seeing other people, of course. How do you know who to define the relationship with? This is not something you do with someone you don't see a future with or don't enjoy hanging out with. It's also not realistic or ideal to define the relationship with someone you've only met three times. I don't love putting numbers on these things, but the average DTR moment typically happens after 10 to 15 dates with someone, which is about, you know, six to 10 weeks with someone depending on how often you see them. But again, these aren't strict rules or timeframes. When you're at the point of defining the relationship with someone, hopefully you've spent enough time with them to know these things. One, that your dating goals are aligned. Two, you enjoy spending time with them. Three, you feel comfortable around them and you trust them. Four, you like them as a person. Five, you feel like the relationship has legs, like it has room to grow and a direction to go in. Six, you're attracted to them, and seven, you have stuff in common. I recommend going back and listening to the episode on how to tell if they're a good match for a more detailed breakdown on how to know who to pursue a relationship with. At the end of the day, it's not that deep, but it is scary in today's dating culture, I'll tell you that. People are scared of commitment, typically. Okay, you might be wondering at this point, where does sex fit into this process? I think it's totally okay to wait to have sex until you've either decided to be exclusive or define the relationship. If you've heard my episode on navigating sex and early dating, you know I believe in taking it slow. That means waiting at least a few weeks or at least five or six dates, even up to 10 dates to make sure that you actually like them and that you've had discussions about where the relationship is going. This is especially important if you're prone to anxiety and getting overly attached after sex. It's up to you. But at the very least, I would wait until after you've had some discussion about exclusivity to make sure that you're both practicing safe sex at a level you're comfortable with. Let's talk about when is the right time to DTR. By the way, DTR is define a relationship. Okay, so this is going to be somewhere between two and three months of dating. That's pretty average, right? It's not a hard rule. It's just the typical timing of today's dating culture. Sometimes it happens sooner and sometimes later. It just depends on how often you see them and how long it takes you to feel comfortable with someone and make an emotional connection. Whatever you do, do not rush to this milestone. I think in dating, it's easy to get caught up in wanting to feel secure and committed. You want to get that feeling of being chosen. But when you rush to define the relationship, you rush the process of getting to know them before taking that step, which is the whole point of early stage dating. After at least two months, hopefully you've had, you know, around eight dates and you spent some time talking about what you're both looking for. Alignment is key. Once you know that you're on the same page about dating goals and that you both enjoy being with each other, then the chances are you have a good shot at a relationship. Okay, now that we've got the logistics out of the way, let's get to the big question. How do you start the DTR conversation? This is probably the most nerve-wracking part of this process, and I get dozens of questions about this every single week. Here's the thing. I don't like gendering this stuff, but I'm not going to pretend that this process isn't easier when the guy gets the ball rolling when defining the relationship in hetero situations. When I get DMs about this, often it's the woman dating a man who wants things to move forward, and she either has to wait for the guy to say or do something towards defining the relationship, or they have to bring it up. So if you're with someone now and you're wondering, what are we, I want you to listen to this because this is really important. Don't ask the person you're seeing, what are we? First of all, vague questions like that get vague answers. How are you supposed to answer that question? What are we? The answer could be so many things. We are humans. We are sitting on the couch. We are two people who are talking. No. And second of all, you're backing them into a corner with this question. You're putting them on the spot. Instead of asking them, what are we, here are some more effective approaches that align with better and clearer communication. I know this is easier said than done, but you got to say what you want. Say what you want first. You can say like, hey, I've really enjoyed getting to know you and spending time together, and I think I'm ready to go to the next step, meaning I'd love to start calling you my boyfriend. After you say that, just stop talking. Let that sink in and let them respond. You don't need to overexplain it. You don't need to apologize you're not being needy, you just are saying what you want. This approach is better because it shows them where they stand with you and what you're thinking about, and it will make them realize it's time to return the favor. When you ask someone, what are we? You're basically saying, like, I want to define this, but I want you to do the scary thing and go first. But when you say what you want, you're saying, I want to define this, and I'm going to show you openness and vulnerability, and I hope I get that in return. You're setting a standard for clear communication too, which is pretty hot to a partner who values direct communication. By you going first, you make them feel more comfortable being honest and sharing with you about how they feel and what they want. Another approach you can try is saying, hey, I'd love to check in about how things are going with us. You know, I've been feeling really happy while getting to know you and I want to take our connection to the next step. What do you think? You can say, let me know if you want to hear what that looks like for me. You know, you kind of just can talk about what it looks like. What is the next step? look like. By the way, I just want to say you should be having these conversations in person, not over text. And if you can't have it in person, do it over the phone or FaceTime. Just do not do this over text. So that's just one way to open up the conversation. It's no pressure. It's just, what do you think about how things are going? How are you feeling about this? Let's check in. This conversation can actually be fun to have. You can be general and ask things like, when do you typically start calling someone your girlfriend? What do you need to know about someone before you know you want them to be your boyfriend? Stuff like that. In my experience, the guy has initiated the conversation around to find a relationship. With my ex, he called me his girlfriend randomly and I was like, oh, I'm your girlfriend now. And he was like, yeah, I guess you are. And it was a sweet moment. With Johnny, he asked me to be his girlfriend about six weeks after we matched on the apps. And I kind of needed a week to get used to the idea because I was so scared about committing. On that note, let's talk about what if they're not ready or if you're not ready. So if defining the relationship comes up or either you or they aren't ready, it's not the end of the world. Like I just said, I needed time to get used to the idea after being on my dating journey for about a year and finally committing to someone. It felt like a really big deal. And it is. I think if you're the one who wants to move forward and they're not ready, give yourself a mental deadline for how long you'll wait. And I encourage you to revisit the conversation in the following weeks. You can ask them what they need or what's holding them back from being ready and assess if you want to stick around while they figure it out. If you're the one who's not ready, be respectful of their time if they're asking to DTR. Think about what you need to know or feel to move forward and what's missing and then decide if you want to figure it out with them or not. The trap to avoid here is to have this prolonged ambiguity where one person wants to move forward and the other isn't sure. This is how situationships are born. And the person who isn't sure gets the benefits of having a relationship without the security, giving security to the other person by calling it what it is. It's just not a great vibe. So another question that comes up a lot is what if they get scared off? So if you bring up the DTR conversation and they shut down, start acting cold or start to pull back, then they're probably not on the same page. And you know what? While this might suck, it's also a blessing the right person is going to be so excited to get into a relationship with you and start calling you their partner, their girlfriend, their boyfriend, whatever. It's so much better to let the scaredy cats go than chase them. If you bring this up and they run, pat yourself on the back for being brave and vulnerable. So many daters out there don't have the confidence and strength to do that. Another thing that comes up is, isn't it better to wait for the guy? Again, if you're a woman dating men. I really dislike conventional dating advice that says the girl has to wait for the guy to drive the relationship forward. I think it's important to have some patience while getting to know someone and not rush the connection, but you don't have to wait for the guy to initiate each milestone, especially if you've been dating two to three months and you feel like it's time to have the conversation. You can be the one to kick it off. I've had so many women message me that they took the initiative to DTR and it worked out. All right, let's say you've done it. You've defined the relationship. Now what? I want to remind you that this isn't a contract or anything. Even after becoming officially a couple, you're still getting to know them and you can still learn something that causes you to realize that they're not going to be a good long-term match. Don't force yourself to stay in something just because you've slapped labels on the relationship if you're not happy or if you feel like your needs aren't being met. After you DTR, this might be when you start planning bigger trips, seeing each other more often, meeting more friends and family, doing holidays together and all that fun stuff. This is the moment you're basically out of early stage dating and into the early stage of a relationship. It's great. I really hope this episode helps if you've been confused about how you go from just dating to getting into a relationship. Again, this moment can be tricky and scary and a little clunky, and that's okay. You've got this. Remember, don't rush into this. Get to know them. And when you're ready, you can say what you want instead of asking that dreaded question, what are we? If you have any other questions about defining the relationship, you are more than welcome to slide into my DMs on Instagram at dating.intentionally. And I'm happy to see if I can provide some more clarity. All right. Speaking of DMs, I would love to answer a question I got a few days ago from a follower about texting styles. So I'm sure you can relate to this because texting is also another really tricky area in dating. So here we go. Hey there. I wanted to ask you how you figure out communication texting styles, like if it'll increase as time goes on. I've been on three great dates and we have a fourth date loosely planned for this week but we don't text daily and we text more to just plan the next date and maybe with one check-in in in between. He works and travels a lot and I don't want to be a bother. Also, I think the man should kind of lead the communication, but I'm always responsive when he does reach out. I asked him out slash planned our last date. Anyway, I'd eventually like daily check-ins. I'm wondering if this naturally comes later or do I have to mention it? Yeah. So this comes up a lot too. Like how do you, what happens if you're newly dating someone, but the texting just isn't quite there? It's not there, but it's not where you want it to be. And here is what I have to say. Three dates in, I think it's too early to be like demanding an adjustment for texting styles. At this point, it's more about stepping back and seeing how they operate than deciding if it's going to work for you or not. In early dating, people are usually on their best behavior. So it's better to assume that this is them doing their best than assume they'll change for someone they've only met three times. It might get better, it might get worse, but for now, this is where it's at and you should never date for potential. I think a quick check-in between dates is pretty solid early on, but I totally get that you want more. It sounds like they're not texting you every day and you'd prefer that. So, And it's good that you're responsive when he reaches out. On your next date, I think you can call him out. You can say, you're not a big texter, are you? Or I notice I only hear from you every couple days. Is that normal for you? By doing this, you're not asking for more. You're just kind of starting a conversation. Just talk about texting as a concept and see where the conversation goes. Hopefully, in this conversation, he'll share his approach. And you can say something like, well, I prefer more frequent texting when getting to know someone, not all day, but maybe once a day instead of every few days. And then you can see how he responds to that. You also have to decide how important is this to you? Is this a non-negotiable? Uh, It's okay if it is, right? But you have to decide if this is a deal breaker. Like what if this is the best you can do, right? This is another reason why I always recommend dating or talking to multiple people. It really tones down the anxiety a lot because you realize there are other people out there and you don't necessarily have to make it work with the one person who's clearly making you feel more anxious. I also encourage you to not worry so much about who plans the dates. What matters more is getting to the date. There are many ways a man can lead in a relationship. Men want to see effort too. They don't want to feel like they're doing all the work either. So after three dates, I think taking turns is fine or like collaborating on date date ideas. Like they pick a restaurant and you pick a dessert place, right? I hope this helps. You know, I think with texting, you've got to just bring up texting as a concept, have a conversation about it, see where they stand on it. Don't say, hey, I need you to text me more because it's too early for that. There just isn't any foundation for asking for your needs to be met after three dates. All right. If you have a dating dilemma, I would love to hear it. Maybe someone else is going through the same thing you are. And if you send in yours and I read it, it'll, it'll help them too. You can email them into me to dating pod at gmail.com. You'll be anonymous if I read, read it. So no worries there. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. I'd love it if you share this episode with someone who's navigating dating and might need a little confidence boost or some tough love. If any of these episodes have helped you in your journey, you can help me by leaving a stunning review on Apple or giving Dating Intentionally five stars on Spotify. I'd really appreciate it. Your feedback means a ton to me and helps make this podcast as helpful as possible. Once again, I'm Talia. This has been Dating Intentionally, and I'll catch you next time.